Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America Wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad. Welcome back everybody. It's 105 at Edmonton Hour number 2 of Oilers Now. Brought to you by our title sponsor Digitex. Digitex dot C-A is Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. Mike Smith, 4-0 against the Canucks last year, 9.37 SVP. He will go up against Thatcher Demko for the Vancouver Canucks, who's 3-6 and six in his career against the Oilers with a 3.04 goals against average 9.14 save percentage. Canucks will not have Brock Besser in the lineup. No Zach Cassian nor Devin Shore uh, for Edmonton Cassian placed on IR retroactively, so he could play by Saturday. Uh, Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl, Yessel Pugliarvi, and then Zach Hyman, Ryan Nugent-Hopkins, and Kyler Yamamoto will be the top two lines. Nurse with Barry, Keith and Cece, Russell and Bouchard, the aforementioned Smith in goal. You can text us on our Ashley Fine Floors text line at 496-0063. That's a 780-496-0063. Get the new floors you've always wanted, Ashley Fine Floors, 143rd Street, 111th Avenue. Open Monday to Saturday. My question's for you. Where are the Oilers going to finish in the Pacific Division? How many points are they going to have, including wins? How many points will Connor McDavid finish with, and who scores the most goals? Zach Hyman, Yessa Poliarvi or Ryan Nugent Hopkins. We go to the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline and Provincial Affairs columnist and cult hockey writer at the Edmonton Journal, David Staples, joins us right now on Oilers Now. David, how you doing? Good, Bob. How are you doing, man? Good. We just had Brian Lawton on the show. Uh, I had a conversation with him earlier in the week, and we were joking. You wrote that piece about uh, Brian Lawton's bold prediction that the Edmonton Oilers would win the Stanley Cup. That's music to the ears of the Oilers. I, I know you get a lot of feedback from your uh, readers. Uh, what? Where do you think the general sense of optimism is at right now with the team? 
kind of over the top, over the roof, through the roof. Uh, so I did a poll at the uh, on Twitter after Lawton's bold prediction, and, and I should say that I, Brian Lawton, when he he did that bold prediction, ever since then, like it shows his influence. Everyone's been making bold predictions since then, so people are loving the bold predictions idea. Anyway, the the poll uh, was I think it was like 43% of fans, and most of the people who follow me on Twitter are Oilers fans. 43% thought the Oilers could win the cup this year, or will win the cup was the question. Will win the cup, and and I of course also voted yes on that because that's my uh, my fondest and hope and boldest prediction as well. It will be the Oilers winning the cup this year, and it's not crazy talk though, Bob. It, it could happen this year if if uh, you know they have arguably the top two lines. You know their top six forwards are as good as any other team in hockey, if not better. Their power play is historically great. Uh, Mike, if Mike Smith keeps playing great in net, which is a possibility based on how he's looking in preseason, based on how he played last year, and this group of puck-moving defensemen, you know, Peter Shirelli got it wrong, right? When he when he came in, it was heavy hockey, heavy hockey, and he kind of missed where the NHL was headed. Just maybe. Ken Holland has it right this time, and the NHL could be trending, as, and he, Holland mentioned this the other day, to a league where the cross-checking guys like Adam Larson struggle a bit more, and the puck-moving guys like Tyson Berry, the rules are in their favor. The Oilers have amassed the best group of puck-moving D-men on the team since Chris Pronger was on the team, if not better than that group. This, it's their specialty of this group of players, so maybe they're going to be kind of in tune with what the NHL, how the game is managed in the NHL towards uh, more offensive play. David, I'm a little bit old school in the sense that I like high-scoring teams, and I like teams that can protect high-scoring players, okay? So I'm a byproduct of the Oilers of the 80s, as a, 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 you know, in terms of how I see the game. And uh, they could score, and they had four or five guys to make sure that, you know, the, the little you-know-whats on other teams didn't sit there and take liberties. And Now, i got to tell you, I, I think there's way less of that sort of other stuff, that BS stuff that happens in the game than ever before today, so it's less needed. Um, I did find Ken's comment quite interesting yesterday when he was on with us about the makeup of the defense because it was unsolicited. You know, he's like, look, we think if the, if, the, if, the, if they're true to the word with the league rules, if they're true to the uh, word, I think it has to benefit the makeup of the Oilers' D. And, David, I'm with you, man. Like, I, Jack and me have done the games. Uh, this is year 14 for me to in color, 12 of Jack. And there were times where Edmonton only had one or two defensemen that could move the puck. And, oh, God. Yeah, it was so painful. Right? Like, I mean, I remember going and I said it on the air. Like Jack's like, what's the difference between the Oilers? And this was at a time in which Edmonton had to call up Johan Motin uh, from the minors in Dean Arsini. And all due respect to those two players, I just looked at Jack and he goes, what's the difference between Edmonton and Chicago? And I said, well, Chicago's got 5D that can skate and move the puck. And the Oilers have made a couple trades and they're down some bodies. And, you know, they just, they're taking a pocket knife to a gunfight. And so if they're true to their word, David, if they're true to their word on calling that stuff that changes the complexion of those heavier defensemen, Holland's in a position here where he's got a chance to maybe have a better defense than people think. 
It's a pretty big F, though, eh, Bob? Because we've seen this before. There's been, there was the crackdown in 2005-06, and that crackdown, I would suggest, lasted pretty much through the whole regular season. It did. And then kind of went away in the playoffs. Like, the the Oilers might have benefited from them moving away from it in those playoffs because the Oilers were more of a, uh, you no know, question. a trapping, checking team, and that's how they got ahead in the playoffs with, you know, the suffocating defense and leadership of Chris Pronger. But uh, it, it lasted for, for some time. There have been no eras where where offensive hockey has prevailed, and, and including in the 1980s when there was a different kind of, you know, there was a different ethos in hockey where you had the tough guys protecting protecting the stars. But that actually worked in those days. The, the You know, it, to, to have enforcers on the team seemed to get the right balance where there was plenty of space for the offensive players to, to do their thing. So we've had five, ten years in a row where offensive hockey has dominated in the NHL. If they're serious about it, it's only going to happen this time, though, not through enforcers, but through the NHL deciding yes. we're the enforcer. We're, we are the policemen, and we're going to take that role seriously because we just don't live in a world where we're going to accept someone beating the hell out of someone else on the ice every week to let the star players go that's not going to happen anymore we we you know we saw we see what happens now in fighting there's terrible catastrophic injuries in fighting and i think there's more now than there were back in the day because the players are bigger and maybe they don't know how to fight as well i don't know what the differences are but there are sure, sure a lot bigger guys and you, you can't have that fighting anymore with what we know about concussion so the NHL has got to man up, take this seriously, and actually enforce the rules. Is that finally going to happen? You know, I, I have serious doubts, if I'm completely honest, but I, I'm hopeful. But I, I have You know a, how I'm going to know? I'm going to know one way. That year in 05-06 and why the Crosby-McDavid comparable worked against Connor for the first couple of years with Sydney is Sydney got, you know, there were so many five-on-three goals in that 05-06 season. Yeah. I mean, that's that, that made Marc-Andre Bergeron a star in Edmonton because he was the shooter on the point on the five-on-three and he would, ha- you know, hammer that pill. And I think he got double-digit goals that year. And Marc-Andre Bergeron, Ber- uh, you know, Bergeron was a really limited NHL defenseman. But they, there was a bunch. So if, there's fi- if we see a bunch of five-on-threes, we're going to know. That's when we're going to know. Now, there's one other thing, and I brought it up on yesterday's show, and I'm going to bring it up uh, again with Shannon coming up later on today. The star factor on TV. In the States, Shaq and Charles Barkley, they say stuff you can't get away with often anymore on television. You know, joking about... you know, just joking about certain things that some might think is politically offensive, but they get a, they kind of have gotten away with it in the past. But also having serious conversations about protecting the stars in the NBA, a star-driven league where star players play 40 out of 48 minutes in a game. And I wonder with Wayne Gretzky going to TNT, Barkley's going to be on their show tonight. Mark Messier going to uh, ESPN. These are big-time stars in hockey. Stars that Americans know who these... This isn't like, with all due respect to Barry Melrose and Kevin Bieksa, those guys don't resonate the same way in public opinion the way Gretzky and Messier does. And I wonder whether or not influences from having stars like that on panels, if they start criticizing... Uh, you know, McDavid playing eight playoff games and not getting a penalty, uh, a power play for Edmonton in any of those eight games, not drawing a call. I wonder if that matters. What do you think? Am I completely out to off base well, here or am I on to something? 
here's the one thing that gives me hope in this. Wayne Gretzky has been part of the Oilers organization for a number of years now. He has seen, for the entire McDavid era, and he has seen Connor McDavid get mugged repeatedly and not get calls. So he may be sensitized to the issue. In his career, and Messier, the same thing, hockey players don't tend to be as outspoken as basketball players in general. And Wayne Gretzky in particular learned, like in private, great talker, storyteller, just an incredible guy to talk to. But Will he, will he step up and say some really harsh things if they're needed to say? Is he going to speak with a lot of candor? Like, like with, with Barkley and Shaq, Shaq, it's like having Dave Chappelle and Louis C.K. You know, speak in their mind as opposed to a couple CBC comedians, which is what I'm worried we might get with, with Gretzky and Messier, guys who are used to pulling their punches, who don't, won't lay it on the line and just blast away at the NHL when they deserve blasting. But if Wayne Gretzky and Messier have that in mind, to do that, to be that kind of announcer and to take that kind of heat and think, I'm not going to be the team player anymore. I'm not going to be that guy. I'm going to be the guy who stands up and speaks out. We're, it could change the dyna- dynamic, Bob, but will they do that? And I, I don't know if that's in their DNA as, as hockey men. You know, they're, they're kind of team guys, and it's been team NHL. So I, I hope that Wayne Gretzky, you know, he made the one great comment about New Jersey being a Mickey Mouse organization, but after that, he really hasn't courted controversy. I guess when he ran the Olympic team, he made that, that, con- that uh, controversial infamous. comment. Yeah. yeah, that was good too. He stood up for Canada. I like that. So if he stands up for McDavid the way he st- stood up for his team there, it's, we got to hope. It doesn't just have to be McDavid. It's the stars in the league, David. That's where I'm going, yeah. right? Like, yeah. You know what? Because I, I think we're selling the stars, and I think the NHL's in a new place in the U.S. because they're on TNT and ESPN. It's a whole different reach, and there's an expectation that TNT show, like when I'd watch that, I'd be like, this is awesome. Like this is this is what like the stuff. And sometimes it was uh, inane, you know, commentary about you know San Antonio. And I just break out laughing. Like I've never been to San Antonio, but I guess I'll have to watch for that when I go there. Like it was really funny stuff. And often, you know, and there there was self deprecation both ways. And Shaq would make fun of the fact that Barkley never won. And but it's it it, it really was highly entertaining stuff. And it made for, uh, in my opinion, good television. All right, Dave. So you think the Oilers can win the? You obviously think Edmonton can win the Pacific Division. Is that right? Yeah, I don't see Vegas as being this juggernaut. They're they're a good team that that have benefited tremendously from the NHL rules allowing you know on ice muggings. But you know, are they? Do they have brilliant players? They have Peter Angelo. He's a pretty he's a he's a he's a really good player. So they have a, a better defenseman than the Oilers have. But do they have you know their top six? Do they do they compare to the Oilers? You know Stone obviously is a is a you know fantastic winger, uh, but their center centers. I mean the Oilers got the greatest centers in hockey. So and they've now filled in. They've got Fogel and they've got Hyman. They've got some tougher players on the wing and Pulleyarvi and Yamamoto look ready to step up, take another step in their game if they're healthy. And uh, so I just see the Oilers being a. If if the rules are called, the Oilers will will be a better team than Vegas. Um, and maybe even if they're not, you know, Vegas they've got some, lots of good players, but the Oilers have lots of good players as well. Darnell Nurse stepped up as a number one D man last 
last year. I think he's going to continue to get better. You know, I, um, Jason Greger did an interview with uh, Playfair where Playfair talked about Darnell Nurse, every, you know, going over every regular season game in the off season, and and studying those games for his play, and talking to Playfair after our ten or fifteen games to figure out how he can get better. I mean, that is that is that was one of the most impressive things I've heard about a hockey player. That amount of homework in the off season. Well, we ta- no yeah. wonder he's gotten better. Well, and but we've talked about that, David, for years on this show. Uh, you know, just uh, I, I just got a ten four back from somebody on a on a, a little bit of a conversation point that we were having. But uh, no, it's just David. It, it's funny, like just the work ethic of McDavid. He's working on his one timer. Uh, you know, dry settle the work he put in the faceoff circle to become a fifty five percent man. And Nurse, you know, in terms of the ongoing continuous growth, because there are people that really put limits on Nurse three or four years ago. It's it it in many respects it's funny because I almost sense there's more limitations on Nurse in the eyes of the fans, and there has been with many on Paul Yarby. And uh is starting to grow, too, and you can see the confidence. He really is, just with yes of Pugliarvi, because the Oilers have, you know, like the, the top of their leadership core is McDavid, Drysaddle, and Nurse, and then they've got support guys, and Hyman and Nugent Hopkins are part of that support group. Uh, you know, can Pugliarvi become... He really is a bit of a fan favorite, isn't he, with Pugliarvi? <laughs> It's, it's funny because most of the fans were against him when he went back to Finland. There was very few people who thought at that moment that that was a good move for Pugliarvi and possibly for the Oilers. Not many people thought that at the time. I, I thought that at the time because there was no way he was going to make it on Todd McClellan's Oilers. It was, it was sour between him and McClellan for whatever reason. And he had... He had run out of waivers and they would have to send him to the HL. It wasn't going to work. So he, it was a great move for him to go for himself to Finland, but also for the Oilers because it gave them a chance to have him develop elsewhere because uh, he couldn't do so in the HL anymore. At that point, Bob, people were, generally speaking, sour on him because people are we're tribal. We love the team. We're on Team Oilers. We're on Tribe Oilers. And he, he was, you know, rejecting that tribe. And people turned against him for that reason. Now, though, I mean, there's always been something immensely lovable about Pugliarvi and his spirit. He's a free spirit. He's a, he's a, he seems kind of like a sweet person, very, very sweet person. Uh, you know, he, he, my favorite Oiler is, you know, I like the guys like Adam Larson and Mike Smith, like the, the aggressive, tough guys. But if you kind of really are attracted to that sweeter kind of person, then and Pugliarvi's your guy. He's just people are just over the moon about him. And and if if he has a big year, and I, I like I, I hope he does. You know, you've talked about him being an impact player. Yeah, I want I want to see. I'm hope if he gets 20 goals, that's what I'm hoping for. Like I just want to see him take a, a progression step forward. I don't know if he can be at that 25, 30 goal guy, but if he gets 20, that'll be good. Well, for me, he's on the verge, the precipice of going from complimentary to impact. David, how do people... Hey, we went the whole time without talking about COVID. Uh, <laughs> how, how do people follow you on Twitter? At D Staples, Bob. There you have it. From the Cult of Hockey and the Provincial Affairs columnist for Post Media out of Edmonton. That's David Staples. It is currently 122 in Edmonton. We'll get to some of your texts. Uh, the Oilers now injury report for James H. Brown Injury Lawyers uh, when we return on Oilers now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It's 126 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you on Oilers Now. All right, as promised, we go to the Oilers Now Injury Report. It is brought to you by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. 
unrivaled experience, unrivaled commitment, unrivaled results. James H. Brown, it's this simple. They're the best. Here's Brendan Escott. Okay, so Zach Cassian we know is on the IR right now in concussion protocol. Devin Shore with a minor tweak won't play tonight. Day-to-day uh, might factor into Calgary's uh, game on Saturday. Ilya Mikheyev had surgery on his broken thumb. He'll miss eight weeks now. Mitch Marner, he's a game-time decision as well after colliding with Wayne Simmons at practice. And Jason Robertson doubtful for tomorrow's season opener for the Stars. He's got an upper body injury. All right, uh, Brock Besser not going to play tonight for the Vancouver Canucks, obviously, impressive shooter, who is, by the way, a pending uh, restricted free agent. Horvat and JT Miller are unrestricted free agents in 2023. Uh, a couple of years from now, so Jim Benning's got some work to do there. Obviously, the Oilers with a couple of pending RFAs, Yessel Pugliarvi and Kyler Yamamoto. Edmonton in the Vancouver Canucks, the big uh, Each team added a veteran uh, defenseman. Oliver ekman Larson over the last five seasons, minus 89 in Vancouver, or in um, Arizona, is... Uh in year three of an eight-year deal at $8.25 million, Arizona retains 12%. So the uh, Coyotes sent Ekman Larson and Garland to the Vancouver Canucks in the trade where they took back Louis Erickson, a $6 million cap hit, uh, Antoine Roussel at a $3 million cap hit, $3 million bucks for uh, Beagle. Uh, Jay Beagle is center. There's the $12 million, so that kind of offset the dollars. They got a number one that turned out to be Dylan Gunther, who's playing for the Edmonton Oil Kings at home here Friday and Sunday. Gunther needs to play his way on to the World Junior Team. It's an old saying in the car business, cars cost less than Wetaskiwin. Vehicles are in short supply. They do have full-size Broncos in stock at Brent Ridge Ford in Wetaskiwin. If you call out, one of the boys will do a video for you, but uh, even better, stop in at Brent Ridge and see them for yourself. Brent Ridge Ford is your Ford truck authority on the Auto Mile in Wetaskiwin. John Shannon coming up at 135, off to a global news Weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. It's 128 in Edmonton. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.